The Supreme Court of Canada has ordered the Canadian Transportation Agency to take another look at a complaint that was lodged by a friend of the show, Gabor Lucas, who is a um, passenger rights advocate. It was uh, a complaint launched about how Delta Airlines deals with obese passengers. And they're saying, look, you've got to take another look at this. We, we have Gabor on the line with us right now. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon. All right, let's let's go back to where this story began. Back in 2014, how did you how did this story come to your attention? In 2014, I read a blog in Hebrew, actually, about uh, who. I mean, a blog, the blog's also reported his experience that he flew on Delta, and uh, then he wrote an email to um, the airline saying, "This poor passenger next to me barely had any room." And then they wrote back to him and said, "Don't worry, we usually boot off." those large passengers from the airplane. Sorry that this time we didn't do it. What? And, 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 the, and, and the blogger got very angry because even though he was somewhat inconvenienced by a large passenger being next to him, he still felt for his fellow passengers. So he published the blog. I read it and asked him for a copy of the actual letter. And that letter says that indeed Delta's policy is to, quote, ask large passengers to take a later flight if there are no free seats available on the plane, more than one seat for them. And uh, the, the whole purpose of this is to force large people to buy two seats instead of the airline providing larger seats. So we have to realize that this is taking place in a, in a context of a constantly shrinking seat size. So Tomorrow, who knows, you and I may all be large passengers. Right. And then this is a way for them to uh, it's a financial win for them as well, because they're selling extra seats. Exactly. So in 2014, you took this uh, you lodged the complaint on behalf of uh, the public. Yeah. So it, 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 it was not a complaint on behalf of any specific person. Rather, the uh, complaint was that the law says that discrimination is prohibitory. It prohibits discrimination. So what the airline does here is clear discrimination, and therefore it should be stopped. It was that kind of very simple, no-nonsense argument. Here's the policy. It's blatantly obvious that this is discriminatory, so let's stop this. And what did you hear back? Uh, the Canadian Transportation Agency opened this whole issue of so-called standing, of asking what interest do I have. So they sought submissions from both parties and then ruled that because I'm not large enough, I should not be able to complain about discrimination against large people. And, you know, what troubles me about this is is that if we take it to the next level, then if I'm not a woman, I cannot complain about discrimination against women. If I'm not black, I cannot complain about discrimination against black people. That makes no sense. A society that wants to eliminate discrimination, that wants to put an end to discrimination, has to allow people who are not member of the affected group to bring forward complaints because most people who are large don't feel comfortable bringing forward a complaint about discrimination against them because there's so much fat shaming going out there and in the world. Even if you look at CBC's article, some people are just so ignorant about what it means to be large and why people are actually large that the same attitude that you have in grade one where, where they harass fat or obese kids, that's immediately that reaction is triggered in the public. So no one who is actually large wants to subject themselves to that kind of public humiliation. That is one of the reasons that public advocacy is necessary in this case. The other is that, as we have seen in this case, uh, 
the airlines are going to mount a tremendous resistance to any attempt to, to fix the issue. And most people who are private individuals don't have the financial resources, don't have the resources, don't have the knowledge to take it from beginning to end. I imagine that this could be extremely uh, the the potential for damage to Delta Airlines reputations if if they even have a reputation anymore uh, in good standing. It, it 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 could be large, and I'm not using that uh, word you know in connection with the story. But um, you, you think about the size of the average American and Canadian now. You're right. This is becoming um, the average person is overweight. And this is, a, this is a concern that was identified recently also by uh, U.S. appellate courts sending matters back to the FAA on somewhat similar concerns. It was more related to seat sizes and the ability to evacuate flights. But the concern was the same, that it's actually the judgment starts with noting that this is a case of the, of the uh, ever-shrinking airline seat. So the Supreme Court of Canada today has ordered the uh, Canadian Transportation Agency to take another look at the complaint. Uh, What are you hoping for and where does it stand? My hope is that the Canadian Transportation Agency is all going to see the light and realize that this is an important issue for many people and turn to the merits of the issue. I don't hold my breath about it. The Canadian Transportation Agency has been cozy with their lives. It has been... uh, Turn, it has turned from a watchdog to a lapdog of, of the industry that it is supposed to regulate. Um, the vice chairman of the Canadian Transportation Agency, Mr. Sam Barone, is a former lobbyist for the airline. The, the uh, chief complaint officer for the Canadian Transportation Agency is uh, a lawyer who was uh, suspended by the Law Society of Upper Canada for misconduct and was never reinstated. So that body will be looking again at the complaint, I don't have high hopes. But if necessary, I will take it to the Supreme Court of Canada again. No doubt about it. You do the... The, the other aspect here, which is that the, that the Supreme Court of Canada opened here a door or make sure that door remains open for public interest advocacy. However, the current government and Minister Garneau wants to shut the door again. In Bill C-49, that is now before Senate, which as we discovered has no air passenger bill of rights in it, although it is called the air passenger bill of rights, but it's hollow. It actually seeks to shut the door again to public interest advocacy after the Supreme Court emphasized the importance of public interest advocacy. That is really interesting. You know, I, I, we have you on the, on the show quite a bit whenever an airline story comes up. I want to ask you, you know, this is quite a personal question, but who funds your your uh, public advocacy? Do you crowdfund? Do you, because you, you do a lot of, this is not your primary job. You do a lot of uh, imagine research and uh, it's time consuming. How can you afford it? I do it as a volunteer. Wow. I volunteer my time. And uh, when, for, for the purpose of the website of Air Passenger Rights, we have, which we have launched the last summer, uh, we are seeking donations. Donations are always needed here uh, because. Uh, because um, we do have lots of computer-related expenses, advertising expenses on, on Facebook when there is a false information out and we would like to correct that. We do need to pay Facebook to ensure that, that the post does show up as an ad, basically. Uh, so, so donations are always welcome. We have a way to donate to us through, through uh, PayPal. But other than that, it's, 
you know, when, when I traveled to Ottawa in October, it was from my own pocket. Now the Supreme Court of Canada awarded me costs, so I will be asking Delta to reimburse me for all those expenses that I have incurred. But generally, it's my own private time. And certainly, if other people would like to join in and help, they are more than welcome. There are always ways to help. One area where I would like to particularly ask for help is outreach to Quebec. We don't have anybody in our network who is a professional translator or who would be able to help with mm. tapping into a community that is very pro-consumer. Uh, Quebec has very good notion of consumer protection compared to many other provinces, but it seems to be a bit of a black hole for us. So we, would, we are very much looking forward to working more with, with uh, Francophone Canadians. Do you depend on the average Canadian letting you know that they're, you know, some, they've been wronged by an airline? That information is always valuable, especially when it comes with, uh, with evidence of it, because that allows me to help the passenger to fix the problem and to figure out whether there is a, there is a systemic problem somewhere. And how do they contact you? They can contact uh, us through the best ways through the Facebook group on Air Passenger Rights. Uh, Okay. Or they can go to the airpassengerrights.ca website and go to contact us. Because I, I mean, I know that this you're you're a, a mathematician. I have to ask you before I let you go because I'm fascinated by you and taking this on. What what made you decide I want to be an airline passenger rights advocate? Is I there never an incident? That it just happened. I I filed a complaint. I filed one more complaint, and by the time I looked around, it became. Uh, uh, clear that I'm, I'm the only one around who knows enough about the law to help and is willing to actually put some of his time to help. There is nobody else out there, unfortunately, who can do this and who is willing to do it. Well, I, I imagine wish. that the CTA is uh, pretty happy with that right now, relieved. The Canadian, the Canadian Transportation Agency, uh, I don't think they are relieved. The Canadian Transportation Agency has got a lot of mud on its face in this decision. The findings are really... Uh, quite serious against the Canadian Transportation Agency. The Supreme Court of Canada said that they have set up a test which is impossible to meet. In other words, the Canadian Transportation Agency did something disingenuous. He pretended that it was actually dealing with the complaint, but in reality, he just set a test which is impossible to meet. I really appreciate your time today, and I wish you the best of luck with this uh, fight that you've got on your hands, Gabor. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, imagine that. You're, you know, uh, on a Delta Airlines flight. You're uh, a larger person, and the normal practice, according to their policy, as Gebor found out, was to ask you to wait for a later flight. Really? I have things going on. This is ridiculous. I paid for this seat.